1: And this ain't no true crime podcast. Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co host. First with us today we got Cancer. Oh. Me? <laughs> yeah. They not,
2: came hot and heavy with <laughs> the intros.
3: Oh hey, uh hey, what's
2: what's going on here? What, there's <laughs> not a
3: fucking bell or something? <laughs>
1: it's the uh, element of surprise it's my new style i'm could doing yeah i just walked to... in
3: the door i just happened but... to have headphones on welcome to the show
1: how's it going guys <laughs> uh and also with us today we got dan huh
2: what
3: me? <laughs> <No. laughs> what up everybody how did we get here <laughs> <laughs> i was sleeping hey i just came back from the garage there's legitimate questions <laughs> cancer you want to kick us off today would you bring a drink oh
2: yeah um you were surprised by every <laughs> question well usually you say this is blah 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 and we're doing blah blah. there's usually more intro we just like snap right into it i don't it. think so that's usually what we do right? I, I think it? you've
3: yeah. been listening more so maybe you hear the intro
1: well uh so this is say hello to the bad guy this is how it's gonna work cancer got
2: it we do. Okay. okay
3: we're not historians first time <laughs> caller long time <laughs> listener
2: I went with Founders Velvet Rush more because I was running late and I didn't feel like finding something new. So, And it's good. It's uh, I've had it before. It's a brown ale, aged in bourbon barrels, like everything Founders does.
1: They were able to get a bunch of bourbon barrels <laughs> in bulk. But, and like, I mean, shit, like, Founders, they can yeah. get whatever they yeah. want. Yeah, we're soaking everything in bourbon barrels. If they
2: want to soak uh, a beer in King Tut's tomb. I'm sure they could.
3: <laughs> well, Founders now has started making uh, their own bourbon. There's Founders bourbon, ironically, soaked in beer barrels. Isn't that New Holland that's doing it? Oh, maybe it is New Holland.
1: Yeah, because you no, bought you it's... brought it. It was New Holland. Yeah.
3: All Whatever. Right.
2: Maybe Founders could, yeah. too. Yeah. Where <laughs> am I?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, why are we wearing headphones? <laughs> Wait,
1: what? Uh, so this is somebody's first episode ever, <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is
2: going on? <laughs> You should start it with no intro, nothing. Just dive right into
3: it. So they keep rewinding, trying to find the beginning. What did you bring to drink, Dan? Well, I too found myself Drinking Founders, which uh, is one of my favorite. It's a staple on the show. And now that they've started uh, sponsoring another podcast that I like, I'm gonna start drinking Founders every time till they decide to sponsor us. And what a, if they never do, it's still a win win because the shit's delicious. Yeah. There you go.
1: What uh what other podcasts are they sponsoring?
3: Uh stuff you should know. But they've they get a lot of uh alcoholic sponsors. They had Crown Royal for a while. Well see,
1: we drink Founders, we plugged
3: your stupid podcast, like <laughs>
1: somebody give us a fucking tweet or a sponsor or yeah. something.
2: We should Isn't do like it? a memento or a Benjamin Button episode where we start off really drunk. And then progressively get sober. (laughs) We we progressively get
1: headaches.
3: (laughs) So it's a podcast where I'm just napping. (laughs) That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at too. But uh, to be more specific, I got a Backwoods Bastard, which is also aged in oak bourbon barrels. Mm -hmm. But I got it because I recently revisited the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. And it looks like Gandalf. (laughs) um, The thing. Solid logic. So I was like, "Hey, there we go."
1: There's Gandalf. I'm going yeah. for it.
3: It's founders. It's wizardly. Even though it's not really, he has an axe, so he's an old grizzled. He looks like Cotton, the old uh, moonshiner.
1: <laughs> let me uh, let me see it real quick. Oh yeah, like Gandalf the Gray. Gandalf too. Yeah. Which is the doper Gandalf to me. Honestly. Yeah,
3: dirty, grimy, just likes to smoke out his pipe. I think it's yeah. his
2: cousin Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Gray, Gray Gandalf is from like Ecourse, <laughs> He's like Ecourse Gandalf and shit.
2: I'm, something
3: tells me they have more than one.
1: He shows up with illegal fireworks and a pipe. <laughs> like if,
2: if they ain't from ECORse, I don't know who the fuck is.
3: No, you're thinking of Rusty Randall. And if he actually <laughs> had
2: a vehicle, it'd be a white van <laughs>
3: <laughs> with no windows. No, it would be a beat up old pickup truck <laughs> that always has an old tire in the back, and it's not a spare tire because it don't have a rim. It's just an empty tube.
1: <laughs> that hat he got that at a gas station. Yeah. i got this sheboygan brewing company blood orange honey it's getting to the end of summer beers time so i figured figure i'll dig one more i mean you guys already moved on to dark beers and i'm a dark beer guy anyway so oh I yeah i'm a them. year-round
3: dark, dark beer guy before well, the i got uh another founders their all day uh ipa yeah, which i good. was gonna bring but i wasn't in the mood for a light beer because fall is upon us so this is the first time i did switch to the uh darker ones but yeah, now I do have to finish off that 12-pack of the other Founders alcohol.
1: <laughs> Before we get started, we got to make sure we thank Sixfo Swaino for letting us use his music in the intro. Like always, we want to thank Cancer for letting us use his song in the mid-roll. You can follow Sixfo Swaino on Instagram. It's uh, F-O-E. And then Cancer, you can follow at Cancer The God. The E is a three. And...
3: Nice. Oh, shit. I didn't know you became a god.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I was born that way, actually.
1: You can follow us on Instagram or TikTok at ba- bad guy Podcast, and then if you can't find any of those links, you can go to the website badguypodcast.com, and you can find everybody's stuff that you can click through there. But we'll go ahead and get started, and today the bad guy we're covering is Elizabeth Bigley.
4: This ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene, fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend.
2: Nice, finally. Ooh, a bad gal.
1: We got Elizabeth Bigley, aka Cassie L. Chadwick.
2: Not Bigglesworth or something cool like that.
1: Oddly enough, you she's Bethany actually Biggs. she's actually known by Cassie Chadwick. If you look it up, that's what'll come up. Okay, like her name will always say Cassie Chadwick. It's just not her real name. Got it. But you're a big fan of the nicknames. Yes. And then the last episode you were on, Gaston means the guy had no nickname. Yes. And you were disappointed. Yes. Um, So we're going to make it up to you this time So I went with Cassiel Chadwick Because that's actually like her alias That's what she was known as All right. Uh, But here's her actual list of AKAs Oh shit There's a list Yeah I needed a second page for it this time Whoa So we got AKA the Queen of Ohio Elizabeth Cunard Emily Heathcliff Madame Lydia Devere Miss Lydia Springsteen Madame Marie LaRose Marie Scott, Miss Marie Hoover, Cassie Chadwick, Cassie Hoover, and Betty Bigley.
2: It was like me when I used to order Columbia House back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) You mean for a penny? (laughs) I can get Def Leppard delivered to my house? Yeah, that's a pretty big,
3: uh, the Queen of Ohio. That's a consolation prize. (laughs) It's one hell of a kingdom. (laughs) She really stuck to a few things. Marie was her shit. Elizabeth and Betty, Cassie, and then she was Lydia Springsteen for no <laughs> just squeeze that one in there.
2: Mrs. So and that means she was married to a Springsteen? Yeah.
1: And we'll hit most of these as we go through the story. You'll be surprised. I'm pretty sure we pretty much cover all these aliases as we go through. So oh, wow. There was a method to her madness.
3: It sure. wasn't all names at
1: once. That is <laughs> <Right? was> ridiculous. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. be, don't be stupid, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. So Elizabeth Bigley was born October 10th, 1857, in Eastwood, Ontario, on a small farm. She was the fifth of eight kids.
3: Right there in the middle. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, at a young age, she went deaf in one year. And at a, at a young age she went deaf in one ear oh, okay. and developed a speech impediment.
3: No, she went deaf for one year. After <laughs> that, she was good. <laughs>
1: So when she went deaf, it leads to the spe- speech impediment, and this kind of led to her speaking less and, like, carefully choosing her words. People would make fun of her, and they people treated her like she was slow. She was described as a quiet and peculiar child, prone to daydreaming and fibbing, and she would often practice mimicking other people's handwriting.
2: I that see all, where th- I see where this is
3: going. That all checks out. Hey, I'm done talking to these people. They think I'm an idiot, so I'm gonna just uh, lie and make shit up out of boredom. Sixteen you know? aliases, and she's good at copying people's handwriting. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Treat me like I'm a fucking idiot. You know what? I, you know what I can do? I can forge everything in your and goddamn bank home. account, asshole. Yeah. And uh, I like that. She's peculiar. She's prone to daydreaming and fibbing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See when I think when you combine daydreaming and fibbing, no. So she just
2: schemed. And looking at those aliases, I can't imagine that her uh, daydreaming was very inventive.
1: At thirteen, she forged a letter of inheritance from a rich uncle uncle in London. Nice. And then she took a bunch of money she saved up to prove that she had some funds up front. So she took the money she had, and then she took this letter of inheritance and went to the bank. At thirteen? Yeah, thirteen. She's like, look, I got this official letter, and I got this money, and the bank was like...
3: And they were like, okay, do you have parents? <laughs> who the fuck am I talking to right now, little girl? Okay, get your mom and dad. It's like the guy who sent a bunch of bills
2: to Facebook, and they paid him. <laughs> <laughs> he got caught, but it's a pretty fucking...
1: It's a pretty bold move. Well, the bank said, well, this all checks out, and they set her up a checking account and a stack of checks. So what she did was she went out and she took her checks, and she just went to all these different little local places and she wrote checks over the balance and then took the difference so wow. she'd go somewhere and she'd you know buy something for you know a couple bucks and write a check for 50 bucks and the banks would give them the difference because back then they were like oh my god she got a check yeah, yeah that's yeah, as yeah. good as fucking gold this is 18 fucking 60 who has
2: a fucking check wow <laughs> that's ridiculous. paper wasn't even invented yet <laughs>
3: that's ridiculous. her checks were pieces of bark she would just be like Yeah, I don't know how numbers work. I'm a little girl. I don't know how banking works. So, okay, I spent too much. Blame the bank, not me.
1: (laughs) After months of writing bad checks, she had made thousands of dollars. She got arrested, but she was let off with a warning due to her age and being dubbed mentally unstable.
3: Oh, so now she's playing the old mental card, huh? They go to the bank, they're like, well, little lady, I don't know you sound a little off and you're a little girl i don't think you can get a bank account so, see all your deaf listeners they're gonna stop either. listening now. how many deaf listeners are there listen that's to what you just joke.
2: said. that's that's, <laughs> that's the
1: welcome joke. to the joke
3: where am i right now what's going on
2: did i just wake up
1: do i have a bank account <laughs> So as she got older, she uh, actually pulled the scheme again, and she she was able to keep most of her money. She runs the scheme again, and this time she made up business cards that had her picture, and it said heiress of $15,000.
3: So
1: um, on the card? Yeah, that was her business card that she had. It said heiress <laughs> of $15,000. the most Canadian
2: shit I've ever heard.
3: Uh, now people have to get drunk on planes and say, my parents are worth $2 million.
1: <laughs> I mean... Well, so now wow. when she's trying to run her scheme, if people are like, oh, I don't know, you're a kid. she'd be like, well, I got this business card that says it.
3: And, <laughs> and they would say, oh, well. They wouldn't bad. print it if it wasn't true. Yeah. See, it's one of those things. Like, there's a theory that if you just go to events and you carry like, a six-foot ladder with you, like, they'll let you in. They assume yeah. you're doing stuff. The amount of shit you can just get into because people just see that and they just think. Oh, this guy. Yeah, they're knows, here for a reason. Like, they're here for a reason. So these motherfuckers are just like, I don't really believe you, but you do have a card. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Well, and there's not a lot of cards
1: in the 1870s.
2: No, <laughs> it wasn't until you could print business cards at home. It wasn't until then that people started to doubt shit. I mean, like a, a business card really could get you pretty fucking far mm-hmm. up until the point where you can print them at home. Then people started to be skeptical but I've seen it firsthand. Like, it's 100% true that up to a certain point, like, you could get away with that shit. Because nobody had business cards that wasn't in business. Right.
3: Like the Secretary of State. You used to just be able to go up there with a piece of paper that said you had insurance Till everyone could just print fake ones at home. Yeah, makes sense. Now, now if you get one they make, you like, no, you have to have them fax it right here, right now to us. They don't trust shit.
1: Nope. So she ends up getting caught again, but she gets let off grounds of insanity.
3: Wow. So is that she...
1: offensive? I don't know. She got off as a little girl because they said that she was uh, too slow. And then now they're like, oh, she's just crazy. Leave, leave her be.
3: Yeah. That's... All right.
1: In the late 1800s, when she was in her 20s.
3: I Still, but be- wait. Yeah, she ripped off a lot of people, but she's crazy. We'll just let her go. That's not a justification. That's just the reason yeah like you would still have to lock her up like no she's crazy we'll just let her go it's uh <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah they're, that's not much of a deterrent it was a rural canada they're like all right well we got to send her to a
1: mental facility and they're oh, like this, well we don't have one of those like uh,
2: well then i guess she's just gotta go
3: this little lady's <laughs> eggs are all scrambled eh <laughs> oh, she's a couple drops of syrup short of a pint <laughs> she's uh working with a short stack <laughs> jesus okay we'll just let her go she's <laughs> as nutty as a moose
1: <laughs> in the uh, late 1870s she's in her early 20s and her sister marries a man from cleveland and relocates there so at this time cleveland was a big american hotbed because it was a big steel city and it was right on the water so it was a dock city and a steel city and hmm. a lot of steel magnates and real rich people were settling there because it was like an industry mecca of the nice. midwest
3: that's kind of the story of toledo and detroit all these towns way at the end of the saint Lawrence river when it hits lake erie like all these towns started booming up because that's when the boats were like all right well we're done this is where <laughs> we're going to man yeah we're uh we're out of fuel yeah i that's mean we can go around shop. michigan and go to wisconsin but uh who wants to
1: she moves to Cleveland and uh, she stays with her sister and brother brother in law for a while, and then she ends up getting kicked out when they found out that she secured a bank loan using their furniture as collateral.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Elizabeth! This loan's gonna cost us a chair arm and a leg. Yeah, that that'll that'll piss you off a little bit. You know how much we still owe Art Van for this? <laughs> they're, they're
2: still paying on it.
1: So, she moves out, she gets her own place, and she starts a business as a clairvoyant named Madame Lydia DeVere.
2: Dude, I like this chick already. Um, How old is she around this time? I'm sorry. This would be her early 20s. Early 20s, okay.
3: I mean, it's a bold move. She's being very successful with these little bank schemes, and, and I mean business cards. Now she's got to print out new business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Like, But for real, I mean, that is one hell of a switch up. I bet you she mm-hmm. saw Clairvoyant and she was just like, oh, these fucking suckers. Oh, yeah. She had to have okay. seen it
2: from another town or traveling. Yeah.
1: Well, and just, he... just seen people paying them and she just thought, yeah, oh, come, on. Yeah.
3: Yeah, come I can, on. I can do that. I've been daydreaming and thinking of lies since I was a youngin. I can do this shit all day.
1: She used her skills to con and scam money out of all her most vulnerable clients. Sometimes she'd use private investigators to dig up information on people before they came in. And then she'd use, like, anything humiliating or incriminating against them and blackmail them. And, you know, she just was able to outsmart all these dumb dudes that would come see clairvoyance, you know, and uh, just get her (laughs) hooks into them.
3: I see in your future, you're blackballed, motherfucker. (laughs) I see your signature. That's so great. Like I thought she was gonna come up with a cool ass scheme with the clairvoyant shit. No, that's just a front to blackmail her. Clairvoyant scheme isn't even a clairvoyant scheme. She's playing 3D chess, and y'all motherfuckers <laughs> is on checkers. You
1: you go see a clairvoyant, and she's like, "Oh, I see in my crystal ball that you're fucking your secretary."
3: Mm-hmm. How about uh? Yeah. How about, how about we... you
1: pay me a bunch of money, and I don't tell your fucking what, wife?
3: What uh? What kind of furniture you got? Is that maple? Hmm? I don't know. Hey, we talking like... red oak? What are we uh? <laughs> And know a banker. <laughs> yeah. And she's already been let off a couple times.
2: So she's pretty much like, well, I'm going to push this l- until, you know. Yeah. Just keep I running. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. I
1: haven't gotten
2: in trouble yet.
3: I'm just a crazy lady <laughs> that sees things. Don't mind me. Well, so she
1: gets in trouble for stuff like that. She goes to some carnival or something and sees some clairvoyant acting like a crazy lady. And she's like, well, shut I just make a, mu- I can make a living
2: to I'm it. drive this wagon till oh, the wheels man. fall off. Crazy like a fox. She's described as plain
1: with an unsmiling face.
2: All right, not a fox. Rusting bitch face.
1: We got some pictures. Like a a spoiler alert. She is unsmiling face describes her well. (laughs) Like Hmm. she is not a smiler
2: for sure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) she spent her childhood not talking to people. Right. That's she's not much of a charmer. And probably people treating her like
2: she was an idiot just because.
1: Um. But she was described as having hypnotic eyes. And she spoke real quietly and her speech impediment now was like a it was like a slight lisp but hmm. people thought she sounded like interesting hmm. you know she was like she What's was that charming
3: accent mediterranean yeah, yeah. Uh, she just told people she was from spain no we say ibiza <laughs> spain <laughs> barcelona. barcelona barcelona
1: i actually seen a quote that said her uh her accent had people hanging on every word so she went hmm. from like okay. they used to not want to listen to now they're just waiting for to talk. But I've always said, when you don't, the less you say, the more
2: people listen when you talk, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's very smart to, like, gauge people's responses to the way you speak. And then molding it and changing it um, creatively. Right.
1: On November 21st, 1882, she married a successful Cleveland doctor named Wallace S. Springsteen and took the name Miss Lydia Springsteen. But after the local newspaper printed a story and a picture a number of local business owners and people began demanding payment for debts. Mm. So since he was a famous person in the area,
2: mm-hmm. they ran
1: the wedding picture and then just people all over the town and business owners and debtors left and right. So hey. started showing up really, like,
3: Hey, uh. your wife,
1: she sold my furniture, bro. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, Yeah. Now I know this chick got money. Now I'm definitely coming to collect. And now she's
2: legally half and half with him. So he starts looking into it, and he's like, well, what
1: the fuck are you guys talking about? So he hires his own private investigators, and he finds out, oh, she's been arrested for fraud a bunch of times, and she's, like, really sneaky, and she mm. owes all these people money. So he's like, fuck that. This is bullshit. You con me. And he goes to get a divorce. And uh, they were like, yeah, but you guys are married, and she <laughs> does owe all this debt. And uh, in order to secure a divorce, you have to pay off her debt oh damn so after 12 days That's why you gotta
3: get that prenup
1: 12 days after 12 days he ended up having to pay off all her debtors to finalize the paperwork
3: so they were divorced yeah tw- Dang, he must have really not wanted her around because i mean this is back in the day where yeah, even if you didn't like who you were married to, you kind of still got stuck with it and everything. This is like, no, I'm paying all this money. I want her the fuck out. I'm, yeah, he, uh... I'm tired of her creepy-ass eyes and her wandering <laughs> around never smiling. Get her out of here. The accent was cute at first. <laughs> yeah, now like, yeah, I'm over it. Is the shit out I'm over me. it now. <laughs> as soon as we got married, there went the blowjobs. <laughs> God. So, uh...
1: She then went and returned to work as a clairvoyant, this time named Madame Marie LaRose. So at one point she met, she married a farmer named John R. Scott. He was like, he didn't seem to be rich. He seemed like a regular dude. And she was married to him for a minute and uh, she couldn't do farm life. So she went and admitted to adultery adultery in order to get a divorce from him.
2: I mean, like he had the farm before they got together. It's one of those things you're either into it or not. (laughs) See, the first one was for... Was for
3: money. Second one was for love. After the first cockadoodle doo, <laughs> she was like, nah, I'm when good. He, if he didn't have money and shit, and then like, she probably thought, yeah, go out to the country. I'm done with this city life, maybe, maybe like, maybe. and then went out there and just realized, nope, turns out I like my schemes. Because mm-hmm. I mean, to admit to adultery to get out of it, like the other guy she made pay off her debts and stuff to get a divorce, like this one, she was like, yeah. Everyone could call me a whore and everything, mm-hmm. but I'm getting out of here. I'm out. Huh. Um,
1: I actually agree with you. I think that that marriage, because she got out of it so quick, and and he had a farm, but he wasn't like a rich farmer, and mm. he was a younger dude. I think she probably liked him and tried to marry him and just got out on that farm and was like, dude, I cannot yeah. fucking do or it. Her, Makes sense. I can't do what it.
3: What if he kind her? What if he fucking... <laughs> He told her he had like this big mansion out in the woods on a big acre estate and all this shit. She went out there at the law cabin. Maybe it was an overboard situation. Maybe it was yeah. Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and she woke up, didn't know where she was. Kind of like us. Yeah. <laughs> when we got here. <laughs> she was like, what? What am I drinking?
2: Podcast. What? Yep. Why do I have headphones on?
1: So she leaves him and then she marries an older businessman named C.L. Hoover. Her and Seal Hoover were married for a while. They had a son named Emil. And then in 1888, Seal Hoover passed away and left her a fifty thousand dollar estate
2: and a vacuum cleaner. Nope,
3: a dirt devil. Fifty thousand in
1: 1888 is worth about one and a half million today. Yo, damn. He passes away. Uh, she sends her son to Emil to live with her parents in Canada, and she relocates to Toledo. And where she gets a job as a clairvoyant.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. You're like, okay. She's looking at the newspapers. Like, grocery store, grocery store, grocery store. Oh, clairvoyant. I've done that.
3: (laughs) I'm qualified for that. I mean, now I'm really concerned with this clairvoyant thing. Like, she's really going back to that well over and over again. Yeah, I mean, it's not like an accountant or something. To the point where she's rich. She could just be the rich ole or whatever. She's like... No, I'm dumping this kid. I'm going back to telling futures. Because now she can afford better private investigators. <laughs> yeah.
1: She can deal with a higher class of dude.
3: Or <laughs> she can just be rich and not do nothing. And just be rich. It's just in her nature probably. Yeah, she's got yeah. to be scheming. Got to do it. Well, and she she does other scams too.
1: So she would uh travel from town to town using different aliases to run short
2: cons. God, I so, fucking met, man, I wish she's <laughs> it's just the love of the game is what it is. It's but the I mean, love what a game. time to be alive, dude. When you can just move, like it'd be like moving from like Lincoln park to Taylor and just telling them that you're man. somebody completely fucking different and nobody can look it up. Nobody can look at your Facebook. Like you can just be whoever you wanted to be. The
3: closest thing they Crazy. have is like, Hey, is this a drawing of you? Like, no, it's drawing of somebody else. <laughs> like Stop it me. looks a lot like you. Look, I have a business card. I am not the one in that drawing. <laughs> and what's crazy is how long because it wasn't till fucking Herbert Hoover and or John Edgar Hoover and uh, fucking the FBI that started like
1: J Edgar Hoover.
3: Yeah, one of those. Him days. too. Where am I? <laughs> what is what's going on? What am I drinking? Founders, founders drinking it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, yeah. Yeah, him. But uh. What was that? That was like the fucking sixties or some shit. Like before, before that, you could just go to a different state. It's just be like, yeah, I'm in a different state. You can't get fucking get fucking uh, on capper. You're on ghoul. Like it's crazy how it recently that shit changed. Mm-hmm.
1: 100%. So she ran a con in Buffalo where she hung out. She would go to like fancy hotels or places where like these rich people would hang out like in lobbies or VIP lounges and stuff like that and hang out and uh, just get to know these people. And uh, in Buffalo, she did, she did this scam a couple times, like in Buffalo, she did it as a millionaire's wife. Hmm. Um, and then one time in Erie, New York, she did the, it's the same con, but she did it as General Tecumseh Sherman's niece. <laughs>
2: okay now we're bringing generals into this <laughs> yeah very time specific i'm sure
1: um so she goes there well he was like the hero of the civil war or whatever so she's there at this place in Erie with these rich people she's like oh that's my uncle you know my uncle sherm and <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> my uncle sherm <sir. laughs> what up big <laughs> sure? Un- Unky sherm
2: yeah. oh we yeah my
1: Unky you Sherm. you know and all these rich people love her and she's telling stories and shit and then God. she uh, gets real sick and she has to go back home and she's got to go all the way to cleveland and she got the money because she's the the niece of Tecumseh Sherman, and he's the war okay. hero. But so they uh, cover her money and get her some money so she can get you know back to Cleveland or whatever. And she's gonna send it back to him, and then they never hear from her again. And then so they start reaching out to Cleveland to try and find out what's going on.
3: I love it. It's <laughs> like when you're at the bar and you're too drunk to get home, and everybody like gets together for an Uber. Like, like <laughs> I gotta go back home, but I don't got money. Can you guys pay for? Pay for a cab? Send me a train back
2: to Cleveland?
1: Yeah. Know? And uh, she sent him back a letter that said, uh, regret to inform you that she passed away.
3: I mean, like, come yeah. on. It would have been a lot cooler if it was like, <laughs> I regret to inform you. I am not General Schumer. <laughs> I'm going to send Please. a letter
2: to GM fin- yeah. Financial next month. And they're like, yeah, I'm dead this month. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Can't pay it. But so she would do that, too. She'd do traveling schemes. She was working in Toledo as this, uh, you know, clairvoyant. And then she ends up meeting this respected businessman named Joseph lamb. And he, he just thinks, dude, she's the best clairvoyant. She can see the future and shit. So he yeah. hires her as his financial advisor.
3: Wow. All right. That's you deserve
2: everything that happens next. I don't know what happens next, but you deserve it. So, you know, she's like,
3: she's like, Oh, well, I have had a bank account since I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> i've been getting loans and shit
1: uh she's like well i don't know you know i got this big i got a good practice i love what i do and, she, and He's like well i'll, I'll pay you <laughs> like she's a lawyer i'll pay you really really well and he, she's like okay well i guess yeah, i guess <laughs> you pay me a bunch of money i'll do it so he pays her a bunch of money and then she agrees to come on and work as his financial advisor he starts asking him to cash large checks for her from a cleveland bank that she would forge <laughs> and what she would say is she'd like look I would have to go all the way back to Cleveland to get this cash and then come back. I mean, that's going to take a lot of time. Do you want to be here without me that long? Like they'll cash it for you because you're, you know, you're a big shot in town. So if you go to your bank, they'll cash it. Where is her hand when she's saying this? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. he just, and then you'll pay me back later. And eventually you'll go to Cleveland and you just give me all the money. You know, bam. Sounds fine. So he does it, and he cashes checks for her. He ends up doing... He ends up cashing up to $40,000 in fake checks for her. Which, as we covered, is somewhere in the million-dollar yeah. fucking range worth of checks and shit. It's
3: always, it's always a good sign when you have to cash checks for your financial advisor.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he cashes so much, they get so crazy with it, eventually they end up getting caught because they're just handing out fucking money left and right.
2: So is he in on it, or he didn't know he was being...
1: It depends on who you ask. Some people say okay. he was in on it the whole time. Got Some it. people say he was just that stupid and she was kind of taking <laughs> advantage of him. When they arrested them both, they let him off because they said he, they thought he was the victim. Huh. He said that she hypnotized him and she had an evil eye. He said, <laughs> he said she's got an evil eye and everybody knows it.
3: Ka from Jungle Book?
2: <laughs>
3: you are going to cash <laughs> these checks.
2: Yeah, that's interesting.
3: So he got off on being mentally unstable. (laughs) Right, is what happened.
2: He he took a page from her book. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, this guy's as dumb as a moose, eh? (laughs) Why are we Canadian in Toledo? (laughs) I don't know.
2: It's a good question.
3: No, but uh, that's wild. (laughs) Just like, hey, cash these checks for me. I don't want to have to go back to Cleveland. Story checks out. All right. Yeah. Works for me. That's a, yeah. the, so it really comes down to if you believe someone could be this stupid or not. Like, is whether or not this guy He's is uh, innocent. It's, well, it's funny how times have well, uh, changed. Not would, to. Well, real quick.
1: Yeah. Just before we get into that, because they're going to get way stupider. Like, we're just <laughs> cracking the iceberg of how stupid these people are going to get. So,
2: Which is funny, like, a difference of police. Like, you're, you're talking about police that would say, like, um, you know, they would let her off thinking that she's mentally unstable and -hmm. then all of a sudden like no no Uh, she's a master (laughs) she's the mastermind you know i think they were able i think change what i think it was
1: is when she was young she was this young cute kid so she was able to pass it off as oh golly oopsie you know what i'm (laughs) saying i got the big dimples and shit yeah um you know but now she's a lady and she don't smile I mean, she could hypnotize you, but, you know, the cops ain't hanging around for that. <laughs> yeah. They, they just tase you and move on. So true. But she ends up getting caught in this one in 1889. He gets off completely and she was sentenced to nine years for forgery.
3: Wow. Well, a- I mean, you said she did it for 40,000 or whatever. And when Hoover left her 50,000, yeah, that was equal a to a million a and a half. So yeah, 40,000 it Has got to be just about that much, so it's a lot so, of so, cash. Yeah, that's and, a lot. Yeah, and this is far from her first offense.
1: She worked as a clairvoyant in the hot in the um, prison <laughs> and shit. She was just like a fucking. Of
3: Tell you want to work fortune. in the. Ca- Do you want to work in the cafeteria, in the laundry, or in the clairvoyant? <laughs> I really think clairvoyant was just the uh, the stepping stone. That was just her interviewing stupidity right how dumb are you yeah that's her figuring out okay i can rip this person off way more now yeah that's that's an interesting one for sure um
1: most of the the guards were scared of her at one point (laughs) legend has it she told the warden that he was gonna die he was gonna lose five thousand dollars and die of a disease and he did both and then the guards were scared shitless of her She only ended up doing four out of her nine years. She was paroled in 1893 and returned to Cleveland. While in Cleveland, she assumed the name Cassie Hoover and started a brothel on the city's west side.
2: I want a TV show about
3: her immediately. (laughs) You know what last name I liked having? Hoover. I'm going to go back Mm -hmm. to that.
2: And how appropriate to run a brothel with the last name Hoover.
1: (laughs) She, you know, I'm stepping this up a notch too. I'm dicking around mm-hmm. with all this fucking clairvoyant bullshit. Like I'm just going literally. Straight, I'm I'm just going to straight to fucking brothel. She's
2: literally digging around.
1: So she opens this brothel. and She got one of the uh, biggest brothels on the city's west side. And then why she at the brothel? She meets this rich doctor, Leroy Chadwick, who was like a old money Cleveland doctor. So he's a super rich, successful guy, and uh, he's a he's an old widower. So he's recently his wife died. And uh, he's got a ton of money, and he's at this brothel, mm-hmm. and he falls madly in love with her, right? Well, of course he does.
2: Because <laughs> she doesn't smile.
1: I'm attracted to that. At yeah. one point, I seen something said that she had a nest of brown hair. Sounds hot. I wanna give her my, <laughs> I want to <laughs> yeah.
2: give her the rights to my bank account. Wait till you meet her. She doesn't smile. She's got a nest of brown hair. And, whenever, and she can see the
3: future. With one eye. She's a little creepy, really. Whenever you... you, you describe, doing it. Whenever you start describing hairstyles as like animal domiciles... She's got a real bird's nest of hair. A sparrow would be right at home in her hair. <laughs> a, real, a real beaver dam of an eyebrow.
1: So... Dr. Chadwick falls in love with her, but he's like, look, I love you and my wife died and I need you, but you run this brothel. And she's like, what are you talking about? I would never run a brothel. I'm i I'm the, uh,
2: Oh, so he didn't re- meet her
1: through the brothel. No, they are at the brothel. She's working at the oh. brothel. It's her brothel.
2: So yeah, it's for sure. Oh, so he's, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah.
1: So he hangs out at the brothel all the time and she's just kicking it with him and shit. And, uh, okay they fall in love and he's like yeah i want to i love you but you work at a brothel you got know? You're fucking mad at him and she's like oh no this isn't a brothel this is just like a you know this is like a a boarding house for young ladies he's like no this is like a well-known mm. brothel he's like
2: i just got my dick sucked like <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes ago what Why are you the
3: talking the about two <laughs> of these girls <laughs> And she said, I just look like four girls at once. Like, what do you mean? And they charged me <laughs> Well, then you, ma'am have a problem this in this hotel. A, yeah, this is a really interesting boarding house. Well, she
1: freaked out. And she's like, you kidding me? Cause I'm, I'm the etiquette coach. They brought me in here as the <laughs> etiquette coach at this boarding house. And I'm just here to teach these ladies how to be proper women. I teach them how to
2: walk with a stack of books on their head. Not how to suck a dick.
1: Well, she said her, you know, her family name would be ruined if they were to find out she was working a brothel and she fainted.
3: Oh,
2: my God.
1: <laughs> and then when she came to, asked him to get him out of the boarding house before anybody found out and defamed her good name.
3: I think all the years of people treating her like she was slow. She's now gained like radar of picking out people that really are slow because this guy's got to be an idiot. He clearly went to a brothel. There's other dudes there and everything. (laughs) And Officer's like, oh, this isn't a brothel. Oh, I have to go. He's got to be an idiot to believe any of this. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. So she's just picking out morons over and over. She's just got a good eye for idiots.
1: So he immediately marries Cassie and moves her into his (laughs) mansion, surprising his family and friends.
2: I'll bet. Because they all used to go to the brothel, too. So how did you two meet?
3: (laughs) Well, it was a weird misunderstanding. (laughs) three of her friends were giving me an Mm. etiquette lesson, (laughs) which I
2: finished. (laughs) She's the best etiquette coach
1: you would ever fucking meet. So I couldn't get a better picture of this. This is actually, this piece we're seeing is actually like the front piece, kind of like the foyer of the house. So it's actually real big. You can kind of see how it pops out. That's the coat
3: room?
2: The house of the brothel?
1: The house. So this is his house. That. So she, he marries her and immediately moves her into his mansion. Like I said, he's like third generation Cleveland money and shit. So he's like this rich dude. So he moves her into his mansion.
3: Ooh, his, I can get a lot of money for these couches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to put this mansion up
3: for collateral.
2: She's already a millionaire. Oh, but she probably lost it all when she went to jail.
1: She immediately starts spending all of, her, all of his money. She bought a $9,000 pipe organ. <laughs> of course
3: well, she yeah
1: she bought uh she would go to europe to buy furniture so she would travel to europe to go pick up furniture she would travel to asia to buy sculpture and clothes she had uh hats like all her stuff was custom made in new york and paris and she would travel around the world like shopping for it she, she had, had good taste even though she was still rich and she was doing all that it turned out the whole time she was like scheming on tariffs like stick stick how much stuff she would import back in. So even when she had money, she would still lie about how much stuff she smuggled. Wow. And I said the stuff that she bought was so expensive that like it was technically like millions of dollars in wow. tariffs that she was breaking.
3: So, she, so she's just a klepto. Yeah. Like she can't help herself. It's mm-hmm. just the name of the game.
1: The mansion was on Euclid Street in an area that was called Millionaires Row. So at this time, Euclid Street in Cleveland, it was like one of the most richest, sought after neighborhoods in America. So some of his neighbors were john d rockefeller uh u.s senator marcus hannah and john hay who was like a, a secretary for abraham lincoln so it's like these huge like rich people and politicians and, and uh,
3: she would still go knocking on all their doors asking for sugar even though she's got pounds at home
2: <laughs> it even looks like indian village in detroit
3: yeah
2: Well, Detroit's one
1: of those cities though. At at one time those neighborhoods were like the millionaires Uh row of, you know, these people
3: and Cleveland and Detroit came up in similar times, so a lot of the architecture and shit's all very similar.
2: Yeah. Like it'd be funny. I'd go visit a friend and like her house would be like busted and you drive around the corner and then there's this mansion. You're like shit, imagine being being a kid on your big wheel, like leaving your house, and you're like, What the fuck? like right (laughs) behind you. (laughs) It's like fucking mansions. Mm -hmm. It's interesting.
1: Who would have known Cleveland was the spot to be in the late 1800s?
2: I believe it. It's kind of a spot to be right now.
1: Ohio is one of our, our third or something, third or fourth. It's one of our biggest listener bases. Oh, really? Yeah. And I can't stand Ohio. <laughs> so that's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually love Ohio, and I'm not even saying that facetiously.
3: I mean, my I'm, kid... in, I'm indifferent. I have no opinion. On Ohio. I don't know.
2: I say that. Look, I mean, I don't know.
1: I've been to Ohio a lot. It's pretty dope. It's...
3: I just don't like Columbus. Canton. It's yeah. the sports guy in you. <laughs> yeah. I why. know that's
2: what it is.
1: It is. Yeah, Because is. I, well, I don't like the Indians. I don't like the Cavs. I don't like the, you know what I mean? So it's easy.
3: And to it's up. a weird, I call it like a sibling rivalry. Like a lot of people in Michigan for some reason, just like Ugh, yeah. anti-Ohio. And a lot of Ohio people are like anti-Michigan oh, yeah. for no reason. It's like, we are just about the same. Yeah. yeah. It's I li- the same
2: I, spot. <laughs> I, I love going to Toledo and Cleveland.
3: I love Cedar Point.
1: <laughs> uh, Canton NFL Hall of Fame.
3: Oh yeah, that too.
1: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. The Christmas Story House.
2: Oh yeah, I'm, uh, is it still up? Yeah. I should go there this year.
1: They had to do it. They need the money. There. They had a record loss over COVID. Like nobody came.
2: Like it fucking almost
1: crushed the Christmas Story House. What are you
2: gonna get COVID standing in a fucking driveway?
1: <laughs> I <don't> know, man. <laughs> come on. It's a mom and pop business down there in fucking uh, yeah, yeah. Ralphie's house. Frigile. All right, well, we're going to take a quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute.
4: Army, I'm tearing you down with me. Spit like a baron, rulers are bread like Kaiser. Roll with the goal, I get beaten like outsiders. These amateur animals swing in the wrong jungle. Climbing the wrong vines mean these lions will snuff you. Concrete wilderness, building our own structures. Writing our own order, appointing our own judges. Overthrowing authority, morally lack conscience. Fighting for survival with rivals with throat punches. Bounties. And let your guy get to sorting them Court of honor corroded as soon as it was awarded Celebrations were thwarted before they could be supported Rolling thunder bombarded and Flaming dark put apart in them Separate and disarm them And send the bulls to the parliament Operation Niagara, Viet Cong in the battle with landmines and grenades and flamethrowers to scatter them Dear mama, this battle is harder than what we thought it'd be Every part of me scarred I'll be recognized when they murder me wow. On with all your guns, defenses down Flashes everywhere, the lights create an atmosphere Water in your lungs, you pray for death but life is here You're about to die, face it, you're about to die Zero sand in your glass, fuck it, you can't even cry Put a dagger to your neck, just to keep yourself in check Put a dagger to your neck, just to keep yourself in check Everybody grab a side as you fight to stay alive Dancing on a hand grenade so you can die and they survive Silver bullets in the sky, dropping seven second death Scattering the children, run, rub until there's nothing left In the water, sons and daughters hold their flags up high. Wallow in the harbor as the military tanks arrive. Penetrate the border with disorder like an animal. Every war has the honor of turning kings into cannibals.
3: Tater tots are the donut holes of hash browns.
1: <laughs> I Not Keep bad. just that little piece right there. That belongs there. Nugget.
3: Put it on a t-shirt, put it on a bumper sticker.
1: <laughs> All right. When we left off, she had married Dr. Chadwick and was settled into a millionaire wife life on Millionaire's Row in Cleveland.
3: She was still spending a bunch of money and still just ripping people off where she could. And she That's has impeccable taste.
1: In the spring of 1902, Cassie took a train to New York following her husband's friend, a lawyer named James Dillon. She booked a room at the same hotel he did and then pretended to co- coincidentally run into him at the banquet room at that luxury hotel. Hmm. So they run into each other and, and this lawyer's like, hey, aren't you
3: what Cassie Chadwick? What are you doing well, hey, here? Fucking,
1: hmm. uh, the doctor's
3: wife. Oh, but well, I had no mm-hmm. idea you would be here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a little low on funds, but I do have this business card that says who my husband is, but you already know him. So you don't
1: need the business card. You already know.
3: Him. Yeah. We go way back. So, uh, what you got on my 40 homie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that essentially is what she's doing. She's going all up and down the St. Lawrence from Buffalo, New York to Toledo. Just, Hey. Hey. What you got on my forty? She puts <laughs> her
2: fingers up to her head and she says, "I yeah. see an adulterous blowjob in your future." <laughs> <laughs> she's
3: straight up. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of what I do. I, I see that happening. I'm just saying, maybe. <laughs> see, maybe if she's, a, I mean, I will give her credit because <laughs> no, a lot of shit that goes on or what. I always give her credit when she's doing all this stuff, spitting all this game. But she hasn't been, like, a prostitute in any way. Like, she's not selling sex. She straight up is using her mind and ripping these dudes off. Like, you could say, because well, she's marrying these people, sure. Well, no, but, but
1: then they're buying the cow, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's what believes. I'm saying. So she tells him she's in town and personal business with her father. And uh, her ride stood her up. And, you know, he's a gentleman and she knows her. She needs escort. So ask him if he can escort her to her father's house
3: see in case in point this whole thing it's the neighbor like her husband's friend she happened to go into the same hotel but in this case as i'm hearing the story no part of me is thinking oh she's gonna like fuck this dude and she not her husband it is just straight up she's gonna rip this guy off mm-hmm. like, yeah that's it
1: so he says yeah so he goes and uh he agrees to escort her and he hails a carriage and he follows the direction and they pull up at Andrew Carnegie's four-story mansion.
3: Too what? She goes big with her shit. It's a bold move. (laughs) It's a bold move, Cotton. (laughs) It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pans out. (laughs)
1: So they pull out Andrew Carnegie's uh, house, (laughs) and and the lawyer friend's like Andrew Carnegie's house. So she goes up to the door and she knocks on the door, and uh, I forgot my key. (laughs) They come out and they talk to her, and she goes in. She goes in the house, and uh, she's in there for like 20, 30 minutes, and uh, she comes out, and she gets back in the carriage. It turns out what she did was she went up there, and she knocked on the door. Kitchen inspector. She told him that she was going to hire a maid that had used them as a reference, and she wanted to check the (laughs) reference.
2: She's the shit. So they
1: brought her in, and then like they... (laughs) You know, and then she's just nice with everybody, and so they're they're talking to her, and they couldn't find it, so they're like, "Well, we'll go get the, the the butler guy, and you know, we'll go check oh, the man. records and shit." And then when she leaves, she was like waving to him and talking, and uh. she, so he just sees her coming, and he's like, "Dude, wow!" I she's just in there for thirty minutes. It's Andrew Carnegie's house. She pulled up and walked up in there. Yeah, I like tried to impress
2: it. a girl like that too. <laughs> I told her I, like the that the uh, Hall uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was like one of my summer houses. <laughs> gonna well, be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it didn't end as well yeah. uh, it didn't work out but I, but I tried
1: so she gets in the carriage she accidentally drops an envelope of 500k <laughs> worth of promissory notes and five million dollars worth of securities
2: wait, Oops. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa wait what yeah. <laughs> so she 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 leaves the car- <laughs> so she goes up to the door and then she comes back so is she trying to make it look like the envelope came from inside the yeah. house? Yeah, Man, God that damn, that was it. her skin. She is so fucking smart. She's
3: playing 3D chess. She is something else. You are man. a connect four.
1: <laughs> so this guy's like, whoa! It's like a half a million dollars in promissory notes and like so she's playing
2: and... U of M Monopoly and they're playing <laughs> Ohio State Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> i saying. Ooh, burn, stick burn.
1: Ohio State's considerably better at football lately, though.
2: And 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 you know it takes a big you to say that. It sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks. So it takes
3: you to say that. <laughs> Ouch, man! This is my goddamn podcast, bro. Damn. <laughs> my fucking podcast. (laughs) He just Hmm. got
2: back in the carriage and dropped an envelope (laughs) of the (laughs) promissory (laughs) notes. He just dropped 500,000 of promissory notes on your ass. (laughs) I didn't call you a chick.
1: (laughs) Right? I started it. I said, be nice. You're like, fuck you. I'm going (laughs) going the other way. Mm. Turn the screw. I'm going scorched earth. I'm going to salt the earth. You don't have to burn this
3: whole fucking podcast down.
1: I'm going to be playing basketball (laughs) in
3: Pelican Bay. He's going to fucking unplug your mic in a (laughs) second. Fuck everybody, but founders.
1: (laughs) So uh, she's like, look, you can't tell anybody this. This is super secret, so don't tell anybody.
3: (laughs) You can't tell (laughs) anybody this. Why? Because I just made it up.
1: But uh, I'm Andrew Carnegie's illegitimate daughter. And he doesn't know. (laughs) Well, no, he knows, but he has to pay me his money, so I don't say anything because it looks bad for you know his reputation. He's wow. you know this big businessman and shit.
3: My real name is Cassie Carnegie.
1: <sighs> so he's like, "There's a lot of money." She's like, "Dude, I got." <clears throat> she's like, "Look," she said, "At home, I got seven million more, and then I got a four hundred million dollar inheritance when he passes away." Like, this ain't shit. Like, but I...
2: wait a minute, she's saying this to a person who knows her husband. Yeah. Yeah. God, she has Man, she's something else.
3: That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She walks along like this is genius, but so fucking stupid at the same time.
1: But she's like, Yeah, don't tell anybody. That's why I don't I don't want you Which know Which right want... now means like a trillion. <laughs> well, that's why I want him to love me for me, not for my money. So that's why I don't I let want, him, want know?
3: him for to love me in my crazy fucking eyes <laughs> and lack of a smile. <laughs> yeah, not for yeah. my four hundred
1: million dollars.
3: For my lovely demeanor.
1: So he says, Okay, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> and then uh he tells everybody. Oh, my God. And then what he says is he tells her, like, what you need to do is you need to put all these in the bank. You need to set up a security deposit box and you can get some loans on the money because it's already <laughs> secured.
3: And this chick who's had a banking account since she was 13 with a financial <laughs> advisor, all this shit is like, but I don't know what banks are. Yeah. <laughs> can you help me maybe put it in your name? Oh, I don't understand. Man. So
1: he's like, well, yeah, of course, of course yeah. I can help you, of course, little
3: lady. <laughs> I will of course help you out in this endeavor.
1: Well, because he thinks I can get my money off this too, right? I can obviously steal this. She's got so and much, she money. Know, and she knows and she knows.
2: Right. right. Yeah.
1: So he goes to the bank, and he's he's like, I'm a lawyer. I can take care of all this. So he goes and he sets it up, and he gets a security deposit box, which sets up the <laughs> banks. and he starts getting loans. Everybody finds out, and even her husband, he's like, What's going on? And she's like, Look, I told you that I was working at a brothel, that I was coming from a good family, but I didn't want to tell you because, you know, I just love you. So, why didn't you
3: <laughs> pay for your fucking pipe organ? <sighs> Why'd that come out of my paycheck?
1: At some point, when they start saying, Well, why didn't you, why are you spending all my money? She starts spending her money. She threw a party and she bought everybody at the party pianos
2: oh come on (laughs) Uh, oh like you've never been to a piano party she's like oprah
3: you get a piano you get a piano but but what am i even supposed to do with this yeah so many people are like how the fuck am i gonna get this home i came here on a fucking horse yeah (laughs) (laughs) what is going on it's raining out here we don't have paved streets there is mud you get a free piano the only catch is
2: Delivery is
3: $500. Oh, it's just like on all those game shows when they're like, yeah, you get a car, but you got to pay like four oh, yeah. grand the tax in taxes. Not... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you gave me a bill. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck you just did to me? You keep your fucking piano.
2: It's like that old uh, Mitch Hedberg joke. And somebody hands you a flyer. It's like, here, you throw this away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I want a piano, I have a fucking piano right now. <laughs> she bought
1: eight pianos at a party.
3: So there was only eight people at the party?
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I mean, plus one.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> have the to help
2: with it had
1: to split this piano. <laughs> but then now once the word gets out, more banks want to capitalize on this and everybody wants to try and get like a piece of the money off her. So they start offering more loans and they're like, well, they give her like high interest rates and she'll sign off on them. She's like, yeah, I'll pay, you know, 50% interest. So they're like, we'll give you $300,000 loan. She's like, cool. And they give her $300,000. And this
3: they're is, like, uh, oh, yeah. this is way before <laughs> social security numbers. Like nowadays you do all that. The IRS will find you. Going back to what you keep on saying, cancer. Like, man, to be alive back then. Yeah, man. No social security numbers, you can just tell them your name and get a giant loan out of these motherfuckers. Crazy. Like crazy. You can just look a certain way. That's why going back Yeah, these people are just fucking idiots. I don't feel bad for these fucking bankers at all, especially their big banks. Right. So fuck them anyway. Yeah, that oh, really that yeah. really makes it easier to say yeah. fuck
1: these fucking guys because they're fucking bankers.
3: Yeah. Well, and
1: this is what makes it easier to say fuck them is because the reason it happened was because once word got out that you know it didn't get out, but it did get out that she's got this four hundred million dollar inheritance. Here's the thing: no one wants to ask Andrew Carnegie because that'll embarrass them and they'll be the one that gets in trouble and get <laughs> left out. So nobody wants hmm. to say anything because they'll be like, "Oh, it's the illegitimate daughter." Don't.
2: That's an interesting. S- yeah. Say anything, but see,
1: that's because he'll get pissed. So they don't want to embarrass him. They don't want to piss off the guy with the money. Yeah,
3: but they're it's... being willfully ignorant. They're choosing not to ask those questions, even though they know those questions should be asked, because the whole thing is hearsay. She never even told them straight up that she's Carnegie. They heard because homeboy ran his fucking mouth.
2: She's just taking you the guys, money. Yeah. yeah.
3: She planted the seed. There's no proof that her name is even her fucking name. There's no proof of anything. She's just straight up selling wicker furniture that ain't even hers. That's what the fuck is happening. You think any of her dreams when she was the little deaf girl sitting in the schoolyard not talking to anyone, she really thought, I'm going to fuck all these people up. This is craziness. Over
1: the next couple of years, she was issued over $2 million cash. Dude, in what loans is from various that bikes. in
3: today's money? I, I got it right here. Money, man. Wait, yeah. we're in the early 1900s? Like 19... 1904? Oh, yeah, so not even in the teens. Yeah, my grandpa was born in 1903. But see, yeah, fuck these people. They gave her like $2 million in credit because they heard a rumor that she was Carnegie's illegitimate
1: <laughs> daughter. About 61... Sixty one and a half million dollars. Sixty one point five million. Because
3: they heard she was Carnegie's fucking that's crazy.
1: She got loans from Citizens National Bank, Ohio Citizens Bank, Wade Park's Banking Company, New York's Lincoln National Bank, Euclid Avenue Baptist, and then a huge (laughs) Pittsburgh Steel mogul gave her five hundred thousand cash.
3: Just a dude that's not even a banker. He's
4: just a steel mobile.
2: Okay. Can I ask you this, though? Yeah. What are they giving her money for? Uh, to invest?
1: No, they're You're just d- d- giving it as loans at high interest rates. Oh, so oh, they, okay, so their like, thing yeah. is, she's going to get a bunch of money. She's so stupid. We're giving her advances, but it's mm-hmm. like 50%. So we're giving her $3 million. She's going to give us. And they
2: think she's good for it because right. of who she's affiliated See, with. They
1: think they're for. taking advantage of her. And she, yeah. they think oh. they think that she's so stupid. She doesn't know these are almost illegal interest rates.
2: And I'm supposed to feel right bad for these.
1: But right. See, here's Th- 2 they're like, hey, we got to get on this bandwagon. This lady <laughs> is spending all this money. And if we're going to miss out, like we can charge this charger 30 percent, 40 percent. Just pick an interest rate charger. She'll give you the money.
3: She's amazing. But see, here's a couple of things I want to point out in this. Number one, she's reached a point. Where these motherfuckers are coming to her mm-hmm. to rip them off. Like, she's not even going to these banks and applying for these loans. They're saying, hey, we heard you're rich and we can give you these loans. Which, number two is, if they think that she's rich, why would they be like, she probably needs a loan. She's super rich. It she is interesting needs how that loans. works. But number three is, uh, even today, but especially back then in 1904... These bankers are fucking idiots. We can all agree. And and definitely bad people because they think they're ripping her off. Like they're trying to rip her off bad. So it's like, good. They're getting their comeuppance. But a big thing to remember is that at this time, especially that bank money is citizens. Mo- like the citizens bank really started from being citizens money. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of shitty that all these stupid fucking bankers giving her loans over a fucking rumor but that's not their money they're giving her 60 million Mm dollars of and i mean everybody else's money. it it probably is a lot of rich your your people's money yeah and i mean all credit it probably is a lot of rich people's money because even back then there weren't too many like everyday blue-collar workers with checking accounts in these banks probably but still that's something to remember is these bankers are idiots but they're not playing with their own money
1: in November of 1904, a Massachusetts banker, that it gave her a loan of 190000 finds out about all the other loans. So he finds out, like, okay, so she hasn't paid a single payment back.
3: was <laughs> one of those things that you hear is, like, wait, they didn't know she had other loans out? That's fucking wild.
1: He says, you know what? I just want my loan back. <laughs> I want my money. She couldn't pay it. And then so they did an investigation and all her securities were found to be
2: frauds. Now, see, that's where the fine line between genius and idiot comes in, because <laughs> something tells me that if she were able to give that money back, it would have thrown a lot of people off of her scent. Right. And it would have been a good move. Right. Well, bam. Here's your $190, yeah, be like, that's oh, a be like, yeah, I understand. I understand. Here's your here's your money back um apologies it didn't work out blah 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 and then that's more people are gonna line up to be like see she's even paying these fuckers off
3: yeah but see you just said the same thing that's the ponzi scheme is like yeah but she got the loan so she has the money to pay that guy off so just pay them mo- like that's the whole point of the ponzi scheme is uh, bar take from this Peter money to... to pay paul like you get these investors and you pay off the new investors to get more investors like,
2: yeah
1: and said she didn't pay nobody yeah she
3: just took all the money. but she got all these loans so she should have had the money plus her husband is rich she's course, buying pipe she, organs like she, she, she probably has the didn't. fucking I mean, money she like, probably did all yeah, something about the
1: whole you <laughs> know, the, the personality that makes her do what she does and right, and
3: i God. think it's great that this guy figured it out after the loan already happened so i have a feeling like he came back from vacation was like ah oh, what happened and like hey we got this one bitch we loaned her all this money He's like you did what
2: i'm sure that's exactly how they said it too.
3: what did you do <laughs> and then like he figured it all out possible i mean like you get because otherwise this guy would have figured this out before the loan happened
2: Plus, I mean, we don't know the distance of these banks. We don't know how they communicated with each other. Yeah. We don't, You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of the chain yeah. of uh, well, some information. some being sneaky because you think you're getting the jump on them. So trying to be. And she's probably not paying anything back because she's like, well, I could just divorce this guy, change my name again, right away, move to another man. fucking city, and do the shit all over again. Yeah. Like, I've been doing my whole fucking life. Yeah. Um, A lot of women didn't smile then because there wasn't much to smile What are you going to smile about? <laughs> that's why it's considered rude to
1: tell them to smile now, right? Like,
3: <laughs> smile. Like, fuck you, bro.
2: Yeah. Just smile. You fucking smile. I want to know smile. you're not
3: some evil con woman that's yeah. trying to get my money. Smile, please. <laughs> smile. Eventually,
1: they like, okay, we got to ask Andrew Carnegie now. This all looks fake and <laughs> So they ask him. We have just gotten to the point where it's time <laughs> to ask him. He said that he's never heard of Cassie and he hasn't signed a promissory note in 30, 30 years. Probably hasn't in buzzed in a nut. And... <laughs> Wait, like, what are you
3: talking about? <laughs> no. I have... no.
1: <laughs> no. I don't have a daughter. No, I didn't give her millions. Yeah, yeah. I have a leather sheath imagine, I wear.
3: Imagine you're Carnegie. You're just hanging out being Carnegie. You got all this other shit going on and you just got all these members like. Hey, the lady says she's your daughter, and we gave her millions of dollars. He's like, the fuck are you talking about? He's like,
2: that's funny. That happened twice last week and yeah, three times just, last month.
3: He's like, like, a promissory? What the fuck? Get out of here. I'm trying to play golf. Did you say a promissory now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not even
2: money. Yeah, that's not it.
3: Is that
1: legal tender? Uh, well no. <laughs> That's why I think we're getting in that tricky space, because now it's 1904, so now we're kind of starting to get in the modern banking. Got it you know 1880s cassie that's still sliding you know and promissory it, yeah. notes and bullshit yeah it is funny when shit and starts em- to imagine yeah, being a the
3: banker when you go to carnegie like hey there's this lady do you do you by any chance have a uh a legitimate daughter <laughs> do you uh is that a is that a thing because we kind of gave this lady a bunch of money and then the second you, like laughs in your face as a banker that gave all this money away you just have to be like fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck, fuck. to just realize uh, which you probably knew he though. does she doesn't have the money yeah Shit. like that just that moment when you're like oh
1: okay <laughs> so they moved in to arrest her but uh cassie somehow disappeared <laughs> Like, before anybody could find her. So, uh, they showed up to arrest her one day. They're like, okay, this is a fraud. We're out of here. They showed up to arrest her and she's gone. Nobody knew where she's at. They ended up catching her later in a luxury hotel in New York. When she had $100,000 in a hidden
2: money belt.
3: Wasn't hidden so too good. Also was well, like a, she's getting it was getting arrested. A man, it was a manhunt then. She hit out the last the place anyone would expect. A luxury <laughs> hotel.
1: <laughs> yeah. She would have got away with it if she could slum it. She was just like, nah. I would rather get caught than fucking stay at a bad hotel. That's I wonder what name she used. The fraud was a huge blow to the banking com- community.
2: Oh, they recovered. <laughs> they got <a> it together. <laughs> yeah, they they figured it out somehow. Man, I feel
3: bad for those guys. Yeah, are never gonna make it out.
1: They're never gonna get it. Citizens National Bank of Oberlin, who had lent her eight hundred thousand dollars, went bankrupt.
2: Yeah, it'll
3: happen. Ah, damn.
2: Meaning they just changed their name. And ripped off okay. another group of people? Now we're Chase National Bank. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny how that happens.
1: Her trial became a media circus. It was attended by Andrew Carnegie and many of her millionaire <laughs> row neighbors. She was found guilty of conspiracy to bankrupt the Citizens National Bank and conspiracy against the government and was sentenced to 14 years in prison at a $70,000 fine.
2: That's a pretty... I wouldn't expect it to be that low. Yeah, uh, 14 years. I mean, $2 million mm-hmm. or... well, I mean, I guess <clears throat> the life expectancy back then was a lot different, so.
1: On January 1st, 1906, she was sentenced to the Ohio State Penitentiary.
2: It's
3: not He's as like, nice as it Oh, looks. so this whole thing is mine? This is all <laughs> yeah. my house? Like, no, this is a prison. Did she,
2: did she wave at the staff? <laughs> to the carriage driver, I'm home! Or she's like, okay. oh yeah, it looks nice. This is my biggest yeah. spot so far.
3: They showed oh. her her cell. She was like, so this is my closet for my closet?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, who are all these other people? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they? <laughs> these I are my, my servants. Bed. She's like, oh, I don't think <laughs> I'll need this many servants. This is a lot of people. What's that smell? I like the size of the place. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, the help is no help at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so she does. She doesn't do well in prison. She really struggles. Oh, oh that's <laughs> shocking no. to hear. Shocking and uh
2: even when she shut up set up shop as a clairvoyant (laughs) it
1: didn't work it worked last time for fucking ramen noodles and shit she's like oh yeah she ain't got it no more the eye's gone you got the chili lime ramen (laughs) i'll tell you the future that is
3: weird but the last time she was in prison that was her thing she went clairvoyant again and wound up getting out in four years or something yeah but this is the whole thing
1: this is 1907 though you know what i'm well, saying people Isn't... are
2: much smarter then.
3: well i mean she was like a...
1: <laughs> this is the wild west and shit like yeah it's at least like modern times and shit it's like it just people you can't mm-hmm. say oogie boogie and people say oh my god you know what i mean like
2: some people depends i guess you right.
3: know depends on where you're at
2: a fucking civilized cleveland
3: and at this point she probably lost her good old clairvoyant touch
2: yeah A grim
1: doesn't go as far as it used to 20 years ago.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now those alluring eyes, now it's just creepy. Where was this at again?
1: This is Ohio State Penitentiary. Okay. She would correspond with her son, Emil, a lot. Oh, forgot about him. In Canada? Yeah. Um, But it seems like she might have always sent him a bunch of money all along. Mm. Yeah. And he stayed in our, he, he stayed in his. <laughs> and own. he
3: sent her back a letter. If only all this m- money could buy me a mother. <laughs> She's like, dude, stop being a pussy. I'm out here grinding, bro. Yeah, yeah. You can buy a mother.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Open up the envelope, bro. Yeah. You're a Carnegie. You're with grandma and grandpa. They're taking care of you. Learn how to be a farmer, bro. <laughs> rural canada isn't it fun rural well because he ends up securing her like a spot in the local like uh cemetery like so she got buried in a plot by by her parents on october on september 17th 1907 she collapsed from a nervous attack and lost her eyesight wow less than a month later on october 10th she died of complications due to heart and digestive issues she's she's buried in her hometown in canada
2: they sent her back to Canada? Her
0: body? Yeah.
1: Her son took care of it. Her son had her uh, oh. shit back home and had him buried it. Like well, yeah, like when you die, if
3: you have a kid, when you die, your body just goes to your kid. Whoever and wants it's it. up to them to discover. Figure like, out what they want to do. To do the burial and shit. And since he's in Canada, he's not going to be like,
2: Yeah, but you got oh, to let me pay come for down.
0: that.
3: And they're
2: not gonna give you a courtesy of sending your body back. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, no, the oh, the kid pay for it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm probably, saying. Like, yeah.
3: Well, it's either that or he has to pay to go down to Cleveland and find a spot yeah, in Cleveland sure. and all that shit. But,
1: but yeah, it so seemed, she
3: died. Uh, it seems
1: like in hindsight, the fact that he had everything took care of, it, they had her took home, they got her. So this is her. Uh, she's she's her only forty-eight years show. old. She's an old forty-eight. For the record,
2: spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's still a weird way to go. I mean, not everybody me ages the you. same, you know what yeah. I mean? Like my dad's okay. eighty-three, but he plays pool hey. with guys that are sixty-three and they all look older than him. So that's the story of Cassie Chadwick. So say goodnight to the bad guy.
0: Come on. The last time
1: you're gonna see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. All right. So now you guys haven't seen a picture yet, but if we was going to cast a movie about Cassie Chadwick, who would you cast a player? Let's see unsmiling
3: <clears throat> nest. Would... Sorry. No, but... go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just well, that the physical description, but what's funny is because she's such a, a ripoff artist and all this sort of stuff. I was thinking Jodie Foster from the film Maverick. But also because she seems a little slow, Jodie Foster from Nell. Remember that good I've never old watched movie? that, but
2: I am gonna watch Maverick again when I go home.
3: For Surprise. the record, I came up with that when uh, she was going up to bu- after she got rid of her kid and went on her New York tour of That's ripping good. people off. I was thinking like, yeah, she probably took a steamboat up Lake Erie, up St. Lawrence, up to New York, right there.
1: Just go to the next yeah. spot, wherever's the next
3: spot. So I was thinking steamboat, people? like her being uh. Jodie Foster.
2: Yeah, I like that. Hmm.
3: Helena Bonham Carter.
2: Mm. Yeah, I can
3: see that. Unsmiling face, nest of a
2: head.
3: I mean, yeah, it's right there. Side
2: note: read something interesting about Helena Bonham Carter because I noticed I seen her in a show recently and her teeth were jacked the fuck up. So I Googled Helena Bonham Carter's teeth, and apparently they've approached her with trying to do something to her teeth, like fix them up or whatever, and she's like, no. She's like, no, these are my fucking teeth. Take them or leave them. I'm a great actor. Mm, fuck it. Take it or leave it. Um, At one point... She's not Ma- wrong.
1: Michael Strahan, and I think Michael Strahan might have got his teeth fixed now. but That was an
2: April Fool's joke, I believe. Where he said he got his teeth fixed.
1: Well, he may have now, but for a long, he didn't for the longest time. And, you know, he's kind of famous. He's got that big uh, gap in his teeth and shit. And at one point he said... You know, once he's Michael Strahan, he's like the sack champion and shit. And uh, yeah. he said, "No." He said, "I." He's like, "I know I get it fixed," but he said, "When I was like a poor kid in college, people made fun of my teeth." He said, "I got rich, and people used to say my smile had character."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, all of a sudden,
2: That's yeah, uh, I'm, that's, I'm Michael
1: Strahan, and I'm rich, and now all of a sudden you like it. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, no. when, when Eminem was I that guy that was just at St. Andrews with a cut-off white t-shirt that was dirty and a shitty old hat, like they weren't like, oh, yeah, look how hot he is. And then, like, fucking six months later, like, damn,
1: he's hot. Like, yeah. I've always well, said so that, like, uh, well, we're downriver, obviously, mm-hmm. so, like, girls that just fucking love Kid Rock and that love Eminem, like well you love them because they're rich and successful because if you really just want an m&m like you go like yeah they're... washing dishes at the dicks Cody island there's this is like a park fucking m&m and kid <laughs> rock is all over the place like you can't throw a rock without hitting the m&m around this motherfucker
2: exactly
1: well i mean the talent also i shouldn't say just the money and shit but i'm just saying like
2: yeah that was they at that point they didn't care that they were talented no right. i we know exactly what you're saying
1: all right, you guys, so this is a picture of Cassie Chadwick. This is her card that says I'm an heiress. I guess this is the dead, like, there uncle I... <laughs> or whatever. See, First also, of all, there's yeah, a
3: smile. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The second you see that card, be like, well, this doesn't even look like you, so I don't believe this card at all. This isn't even you. What do you, what do you mean?
2: First of all, that's not an unattractive woman. Second of all, uh, she's smiling slightly with her eyes. Even more so in the second one, she's like literally smiling. Wait, which one isn't it? On the right, she's smiling.
3: No, I'm saying, but you think that's not an unattractive woman? No. Eh, I mean, she's a regular lady. Yeah, I mean.
2: Look, I mean,
1: anybody with that haircut uh, and that stupid dress is going to look kind of like that.
3: That's an unattractive uncle. (laughs) Her uncle's ugly as shit. Hey, you leave Red Fox out of this. Look, I
2: think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, god damn,
3: dude. I think But she, no, I mean, she's that, not, she's not like, ass ugly or nothing, but she's definitely, I wouldn't say, is right. attractive well, no, she's not, yeah. at all.
1: Well, right. That's what I'm saying. She's, not say right. she's, very, she's yeah. very plain. Those are different questions.
3: Yeah, yeah but I don't know. I'm those saying were, mostly, most of the descriptions seem to be panning out. She's got, like, a well, Mona Lisa look to her. I
2: got some more pictures.
3: Now, that lady on the
2: right there... That's, that's not that, uh, that's not that great <laughs> on the left either. Was and it she all was 48? 48. Yeah, so 48. yeah. So
3: yeah. I mean. It's a rough 48. I mean, even <laughs> even younger rough her was pretty 40. rough. That's rough. Yeah. No, I am saying even that one, that one's yes, like I early twenties. I see though. where you're pointing. And yeah. yes, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a very not attractive. Lady. But I
2: mean, not everybody, you know, you don't always take good photos. That's a, that's, those are bad.
1: <laughs> well, those are all mug shots, right? Mug shots are always taken at your worst, but I think wow. over here, like, look, my mug a... shots are great. <laughs> <laughs> well, all six of them. Uh, straight ahead is my best look. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. why I always look so stupid because if I look in the mirror, I look good.
2: Yeah. My profile is a no file. All
1: right. Well, so now we got to do the DEF CON scale. Standard DEF CON scale is five to one, five being the lowest, one being the highest. But on the bad guy podcast, there's no good guys. So, five would be Lee Murray, who's your drug dealing, kidnapping, bank robber. And at one, you got the Purple Gang, who's got multiple gang wars, multiple massacres, and they kill people on the streets. So, on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate Cassie Chadwick?
2: Five. She didn't kill anybody. She just took care of idiots. She took uh, advantage of idiots
3: and crippled a bank. yeah. Eh,
2: Yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> well, see,
3: this goes back to i really feel like for this whole con man series we should adjust the scale a little bit because none of these system. guys really have bodies that's right. not the con man style it really is like the amount of her conning i think would be it and for me i mean i i always go off personality like are they just a bad person? Were they raised this way? Like, what are their motivations? Her, I would say she is straight up a bad person. She's straight up, her life was to rip people off, doing it willingly, constantly lying. And even when she had money, even when she conned her way into being rich, she was still like, you know what? Rip more of these people off to the point that she shut she down do banks to the point of all this. So... I mean, on the con man scale of all the conmen that I've heard on the show so far or whatever, I would put her right up at a one or two. But in like just normal, yes, yeah, scale, she would be like a five or not because she never killed anyone.
1: All right. So we're going to call her a Defcon five.
4: That's right. It's going to the streets. Hey, y'all, it's revolution up in this bitch. Set the alarm. Defcon five.
2: You're just a five. Yeah,
1: and I don't even think mathematically that worked out. I don't know what the <laughs> numbers were, but I just pick one.
3: Well, it's, if we're going off classic right, DEF right, CON yeah, honey, scale, she is a five.
1: Yeah. All right, before we go, you guys got anything?
3: Nothing. This uh Founders was delicious. Founders, it'd do the job.
2: <laughs> Hashtag Founders.
3: Founders, Grand Rapids for beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Comstock. I don't know. And I'm confused. I think Bells is in Comstock. Comstock.
1: Bells is in Comstock. Yeah, But it's in uh, Kalamazoo, too. No, it's Founders grand, it, is in Grand
2: Rapids, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Grand Rapids. Founders, Grand Rapids for beer. Yeah. Print it.
1: I was saying Kalamazoo. Put it on a t-shirt. Well, you said Comstock. So
2: yeah, Bell, Bells is in Comstock. Comstock,
1: which is right outside of Kalamazoo. Yeah, I mean, they're all like pretty close.
2: Not staggering yeah. distance, but right. pretty close. <laughs> 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 they're uber distance, for sure.
3: They're all in the same state. All
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Does it say hello to the bad guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for
2: listening. Say goodbye to the bad guy.
0: Yeah, say hello to the bad guy, guy. guy. the good guy coming last place, place. smell that dope when I pass by, I I ran my money at a fast pace, say hello to the bad guy, the good guy coming last place, place. smell that dope when I pass by down bad my mama had to be dad. spent my birthdays in the trap we had to work with what we had she been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the can man. and i don't need a hundred friends i just want a hundred bands a hundred jugs, a hundred scams aye ay. so out of money grab the honey hams out so of money grabbed a bunch of <coughs> And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the missiles so Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental life and I still keep it on me Run and tell your big homie first you meet your dead homie, ayy Yeah, say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. Aye. The good guy coming last place Smell that dope when I pass by oh. Aye. I like my money had a fast pass yeah. Aye. Say hello to the bad guy, yeah. bad guy. I just did the dash, right, hey, in a fast lane Let my money at a fast pace, look like a drag race Country up in my ashtray. right, I'm in my bag hey. Good girl, bad face, slim no waist, and her ass fake hey. And she in love with the bad guy hey. But bad bitches never act right hey. She act up until that bag fly Did her turn around in one night the bad guy, the good guy come at last place, you smell that dope when I pass by, Ay, I let my money at a fast pace, say hello to the bad guy, the good guy come at last place, I smell the dope when I pass by, Ay, I let my money at a fast pace.